What's going on? Welcome to PHNX Cardinals. Bo Brock, Frank Sanders back on the pod today. We're excited about that. Of course, we're presented by DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button underneath us. If it's your first time joining us, you want to be subscribed to PHNX Sports. We've got all the great information, great content coming your way on a daily basis. Don't forget to hit the like button. Subscribe wherever you get the podcast and leave a five-star review. Thanks for joining us. Say hello in the chat. We'll say hi back. We promise we're going to have this conversation for about 30 to 45 minutes. Frank Sanders, Seth Galina from Pro Football Focus is going to join the program. Uh, we got a we got a big show today. And Johnny Venerable's gone, so we're going to have even more fun because uh, the teacher's <laughs> away. The kids will play, my friend. Absolutely. You know we're about to get ready to go down, man. You see what my title say? I want to rock right now. <laughs> Who named that song? I want to rock. Is, uh, is that Scorpions? Rob Bass. Uh, I want to. It's just a title. It's not the song. It's just it embarrassing takes, myself. Yeah, no, Already. I embarrass I embarrass us both. I, it's just not a title <laughs> of a song. It's a lyric in the song. Yeah, I, and it's yeah. actually it takes two to make a thing go right. Yeah. Boom. I want to rock right now. Absolutely. What there Jock Jams go. Volume One? I'm all over that. <laughs> Jock Jam Volume One. <laughs> so we got a very important question that we got to answer today. Is DeAndre Hopkins, is he still an elite wide receiver? Is he gonna be elite when he comes back from his six-game suspension? We'll get into that conversation. Plus, our guy Seth Galina from Pro Football Focus. He's going to answer whether or not he believes Kyler Murray is a forty-plus million dollar a year quarterback. Mm. And uh, you know, first conversation uh, we're going to get into in just a bit is the Arizona Cardinals twenty twenty-one NFL draft class was regraded. And if I had to go back to school and then people went back over my grades and regraded me, I'd be a little, little hesitant as well. But uh, Steve Kime not getting good or high marks at all. Zayvon Collins, Rondell Moore, Marco Wilson, guys who are expected to do big things for the Cardinals this season, uh, not getting good grades. We'll get into that, much like myself during my uh, my school tenure. But, uh, Frank, first time talking to you this week, and it was yesterday we got the little surprise that F- Kyler Murray was at OTAs, voluntary OTAs. He was in shorts. He was in his helmet. He was stretching it out. He was dropping dimes out there on the practice field, the facility in Tempe. What do you think about K-1 showing up for practice for the first time in 2022? Absolutely surprised. I mean, that's, I did not expect him to be there, not for a voluntary camp, definitely mandatory. Someone must have told him, look, uh, your quarterback, man, the backups right now are looking hella good. You, may, you might want to make a decision to come down because your job, Colt McCoy right now, is looking fire, brother. If you don't get yourself here right now um, – I just didn't expect him to be here. I'm glad that he's there, of course, as a former wide receiver and a player. I'd, I'd, I would rather throw with my number one quarterback than the backups any time of the week or any day any day while we got practice. So for him, I guess he felt like he needed to be here or he was ready to be here. Um, but I'm very surprised that he is there. Look at the concentration grab just before that by uh, yeah. that coach there, man. Just watched it right <laughs> into his hands. Looked like Frank Sanders out there. Uh, you know, I, it, I wanted to ask you that because I can't get the answer from myself or Johnny because we didn't play the game at the level that you did, you know, mm-hmm. back-to-back thousand-yard receivers. Does What kind of boost does it give you as a, as a wide receiver to have your, your QB1 out there with you in the voluntary times of this? Well, you know, what happens is you just you become more settled in the fact that this is the guy that's going to be throwing the ball to me on Sundays or Monday night football or Thursday night football. Your rhythm now changes. Now you start to understand his speed and what how fast he releases the ball. 
Um, how does this ball turn? You know, right-hand quarterback's ball velocity typically goes right to the right side, you know, away, away from a receiver. And a left-hand quarterback ball, which you don't have any left-hand quarterbacks, but Kyler ball, you just you get a chance to kind of get a feel of where he's at with it. How does he set? Where's his ball, where's his ball coming from? What angle? And you be, you just become more confident as a as a new receiver or a veteran receiver, especially in Hollywood Brown. Look, these guys got practice, they got time, but good what? Rondell Moore needs time. Trey McBride needs time. Other guys coming out the backfield, they need time to figure out where he's what he where where, where he's at, how he's letting the ball go. And um, also, another cool thing about it is you get to find out the difference between your starting quarterback and your backup quarterbacks. You really do what you think is not something that's important, Bo, but you find out that if 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 shit hits the, hits the fan and right. he's not here, Colt McCord's our quarterback, right. his, his ball might be a little softer and smoother and Kyler has a rocket arm and I could I can get out of my break a little bit longer and slower because I know his ball is going to be there a little more timing-wise. So that's I, everyone's happy right now that he's there because – they know exactly what they have. Yeah, we got the. We were fortunate enough to talk to Rondell Moore, the second-year wide receiver, after practice yesterday, and you know, so they said, you know, what's it like to have your QB one back there? What's his ball like? And he's just like, look, it's great to have a K one back there. He's improvising. Colt McCoy does a little improvising, but not like Kyler, not at right. the same level. But it just feels, you know, Kelvin Beecham said it felt like the first day of school. I uh, like what Jordan P said. Yeah, I mean, and that's exactly right. I mean, there is a difference between the way that Kyler delivers the ball and Colt McCoy you know, delivers the ball. Colt McCoy is a guy that's going to try to get the ball out quick, maybe more uh, likely to drop the ball off short, short yardage plays where Kyler wants to make that big throw downfield. He's so good at it. And it's such a pretty ball. What do we, what else do we have up there on the screen, Emma, put that back up there so I can see uh, what else we're talking about in the chat uh, with, with our listeners tuning in today, the PHNX Cardinals got Jordan P what else we have up there. Uh we won't lock down Murphy and Thompson teams might snatch them up next season. Look, that's a, that's a very talented uh, couple secondary members, some uh, extensions that you have mm-hmm. to follow along with, along with Kyler Murray, because they're, they're entering the final year of their contract in 2022. Kiro, what does that say? Keep it up there on the screen for me. This year, it's going to be interesting with Cliff. He has a lot of diverse weapons. He can be used in a lot of ways. We'll see how creative he can get. And Cliff said that yesterday. He was pretty uh, transparent about it, Frank, in his press conference. He said, it's going to be very fascinating. I'm going to lean on my my assistant coaches to make sure when people are cussing me out, uh, when DeAndre Hopkins back gets back in the lineup, you've got Hollywood Brown, you've got Rondell Moore, you've got Zach Ertz, you've got Trey McBride, you've got James Conner. You got a lot of mouths to feed, and it's not necessarily easy with one football. It's not, but I tell you what, I, I agree with the guys in the chat. He does have a lot of great weapons to play with. Last year they did the exact same thing. They built it. They built a good a good nucleus around the guys. Unfortunately, D Hops got hurt, so that was the biggest bomb that kind of offset the talent that we had. Uh, in the first couple of weeks, look, we were eight and zero before you know before this thing before this thing started to crash. Ten and ten and two actually before it started to crash. I like what we have right now. Um, Cliff does have to stand up. He has to be accountable for. He has to he has to realize the talent that he has, and he has to kind of improvise, but not just improvise. He has to make his offense better. That air raid offense has to take on a new dimension. And I'm looking forward to our guest that's coming on because I got some questions for him in that yeah. regards. But I tell you what, this can be a very exciting team. One football doesn't mean anything in, in, in if the coach knows how to get the ball out of his hand. And I think one of the guys said something, you said something earlier, of what how well the players spoke about what Kyler's able to do that the other guys didn't do. Mm-hmm. 
Colt yeah. McCoy, he's kind of steady. He's Eddie. He does exactly what he's asked to do. But when Kyler gets in there, he's improvising. He's changing the play. He's doing stuff that guys wouldn't necessarily do. That tells you he understands he's number one. He understands that I'm different than you guys. You can't do what I do because I'm K1. And that only proves why he's the guy that's worth whatever whatever he's demanding right now. Coming from our guy Frank Sanders. Cardinal Sin, I see that. You know, there's there's lots of players not named Hopkins that, uh, that can – a bunch of weapons in this offense. He's, a, he's absolutely right. As you yep. can tell, we're a little short-handed today. Johnny Venerable with a rare day off. Our Iron Man rare. is in Sin City. He's in Las Vegas, Frank. What? Probably what? Uh, throwing, just betting his life savings on all sorts of events. Uh, but he's not doing it at the sports book. Of course, if you're going to make any bet, you want to do that via the DraftKings Sportsbook app. We've got Game 1 tonight, official sports betting partner of the NBA. You've got the new customers can make any $5 NBA bet and get $150 in free bets instantly. Looking to turn another small bet into a big payday during the NBA Finals with DraftKings Same Game Parlay. You can do just that. This NBA season, the customer placed a $5 Same Game Parlay and won five thousand dollars what a hell of a payout create your own parlay combining multiple bets which is which team will win total threes made total rebounds more and boom if you got a shot at a bigger payout love the parlays because you can take a small amount of money and mm-hmm. you can parlay it into a lot of shekels download the DraftKings sportsbook app now use the promo code phnx make the fo- any five dollar bet during the nba finals and get 150 dollars in free bets instantly that's the promo code phnx only at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nba 21 plus arizona only gambling problem 1-800 next step new customers only minimum five dollar deposit eligibility restrictions apply see draftkings.com slash sportsbook for details do we have our guest ready is seth is he here? No, he is not. We're, we're waiting for Seth Galena. Go back to the chat, Focus. Look at uh, the comments. But we do have a couple of questions in the comments. Yeah, let's do yeah, it. We got uh, Kiro here. Is uh, If the team falls apart down the stretch again, do you think Kime and Cliff will be moved on from considering their extensions? Look, uh, I it, it, it'd have to be like really like <laughs> – yeah. You'd have to have anarchy. Anarchy you have to have a mayhem. In there, and Cliff had to get caught. Probably someone, Cliff and Kimes had to get caught doing something pretty bad on Van Buren in order for those extensions <laughs> to be swiped away. And they, they're cleaning up old Van Buren these days. But look, it would have to be a, a catastrophe. I mean, yeah. this this team would have to be like one in ten. You'd have to see a massive re, uh, regression from a guy like Kyler Murray and 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 the other key young players or stars of this organization for them to just you know rip up a five-year contract extension and say, hey, we're just going to eat that money and have you go – you could go coach elsewhere, be a GM elsewhere, and we'll still pay your contract. It would it would be a, a catastrophic event for that to happen. What else we got there uh, in the chat while we wait for Seth Galena? Uh, do you guys feel Hollywood is enough? Last year when D-Hop went out, we sucked. Absolutely you did. Does Hollywood take the place of D-Hop knowing that he dropped a lot of balls last season? Here's the thing – I'll say about Hollywood's drops last season is he was getting balls delivered, not Lamar Jackson down this stretch, but it was, it was uh, Tyler Huntley, the backup quarterback there for Baltimore. And he's not exactly the most accurate passer. So I don't think Marquise Brown was getting the best options. He was getting a bunch of targets as far as the balls and targets that he was, that he's, he saw, uh, he didn't ring him, ring him in. He was actually in, you know, lower in the league as far as those numbers go. 
Um, so you want to see, I think you'll see that rise with Kyler Murray, but uh, I'm not too concerned about the drops because I think he's got the speed. He's got the rapport with Kyler Murray to where you might not see a whole lot of like tight coverage on Hollywood Brown, Frank. It changes the narrative, man. I agree with you 100%. Guys, I swear to God, the first string quarterback, there is a massive drop off from the first string quarterback to the second string and anybody else following that. We've seen that with the Arizona Cardinals. We watched Colt McCoy last year. A couple of games he did good, but once he got hurt, and our next backup that we our third string backup we brought in, the play was just it was drastic different. So I agree that look, Tyler Huntley is no he is no Lamar Jackson, and Lamar Jackson is no Kyler Murray, um, and so that that in itself will let you know that I think that I think he would he makes a difference. Again, D Hops at one time caught about fourteen hundred yards for us. Um, I think in his uh, first year here with the Cardinals, guess what? We JV did a great job of asking the question: Can can HB do thirteen hundred yards? I absolutely see that. That's only eighty yards a game, brother. So that's that in itself says that I expect him to. I expect him to. Both of them, when both of them get a chance to play together, you will see. Uh, you will see how explosive the offense can be. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, and then not only do you have. You know, Hollywood Brown, I think the addition of Trey McBride gives a boost yep. to the tight end room and another year with Zach Ertz. Look, it, it, was, it was brutal what happened down the stretch, especially in the red zone. Close, in close, you know, Kyler Murray wasn't good enough and, and the weapons weren't good enough and the, and the scheme wasn't good enough uh, for them to to really do what they did with DeAndre Hopkins on the field. But anytime you take that type of weapon out of, out of the any offense, it's going to struggle. But to struggle as mightily as they did, uh, was unfortunate with the Cardinals, and they were just a different team. Let's bring on our guest from Pro Football Focus, Seth Galena, uh, joins us. Seth, thank you so much. Uh, you're joining myself, Bo Brock, and Frank Sanders on PHNX Cardinals. How's it going, my man? I'm good. I'm good. I got a standing desk. So for those watching, I'm standing right now. So this is a new thing for me. All right, man. Okay. That productivity is going to be on the rise with that standing desk, <laughs> yeah, if those commercials work, are please, correct. Please. <laughs> are you on a treadmill? Are you on a tra- You got a standing bet going on? Standing desk. Oh, I got you. Oh, yeah. that's right. Good to see you, brother. Good to see you too. Seth, I wanted to get. I was uh, just kind of, um, uh, kind of uh, stalking your Twitter account before we had you on doing my research, and I saw this where you had t- different tiers of different quarterbacks. And obviously, we're talking Kyler Murray. We've got the old that's still good: uh, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford. You've got the elite youth. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, not great golfers, but hell of a quarterbacks, those, those, that duo. And then you've got the clearly good but polarizing group. That's where Kyler Murray falls with Dak Prescott and Derek Carr. I, I, I think I, see, I hear what you're saying with the polarizing, but can you explain a little bit more to our audience? Well, I think polarizing, they're the guys I think we talk about in the media a lot in terms of are they good, are they not good, nobody knows. And I wanted to make it clear that they're really, really good quarterbacks. But obviously, when we look at those guys in the other tiers, especially if we're comparing Kyler and Dak, who are still uh, under 30, compared to the ones that I put who are in the, in the kind of an, a tier above them in the under 30 category, those guys just don't tend to not have a lot of bad games. Um, or they Or they've had seasons where they're the MVP, like Lamar Jackson, who's had some inconsistencies, but still, you know, we have a season where he's the MVP. So I think just putting Kyler and, and Dak in that category makes the most sense to me. Um, but again, I really wanted to be clear that these are two 
you know, if they're not elite, they're just under elite quarterbacks, but obviously have consistency issues. And we know that about Kyler. We wouldn't be talking about this if, if he didn't have these consistency issues, if the offense didn't have the consistency issues, especially late in the year um, that we've seen the past few years. Hey, tell me what you tell me when you say you got Derek Carr in that same package, and, I, and, I, and obviously they consider him one of the most elite quarterbacks. I like the term you use, polarizing, because he definitely he gets a lot of heat. Um, but what do you think about his play, and, and also them adding Devontae Adams? Will that take him out of that? Will that take him out of that that, that box? I, it's possible. I think he is where he is at this point in his career. Um, part to change at at this point. Um, he is going to get a new you know, offensive scheme, you know, bringing the Patriots stuff, Josh McDaniels, obviously Dave, he's done some good stuff over the years with, with, with other good quarterbacks, obviously. Um, but I, I do think you kind of are who you are now does having that type of playmaker with you who can take, who can really run any route, route tree um, mm-hmm. at any depth, um, take your bubble screens, you know, take your RPOs, take your bubble screens, take your six yard hitches, take your sticks, but then also take your posts, take your back shoulders and all that stuff. So like, Having that, while also still having um, you know pretty good receiving core, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, and those type of guys. So, I think that adds to what the offense can do. But I'm not sure that Derek Carr changes fundamentally just because um, Devonta Adams is there. Who happened? Yes, he is like you know the, a tier one wide receiver. But I don't know if he changes. You know, the quarterback changes fundamentally. You know, with the slapping the polarizing label on on Kyler Murray, and I don't disagree with it. Uh, you know, still uh, plenty to prove at this at this time in his career, but he's staring down making forty plus million dollars a season. That's not even a question of whether or not you pay that. Correct? If you're the Arizona Cardinals, you have to pay. If you if you draft a quarterback and and you've seen what you've seen from Kyler Murray, the next step is just giving him that big fat extension. Correct? Yeah, I think so. And I think that they're with his skill set, you know, obviously it's been a weird situation with him in terms of as the seasons have gone on within each season, you've seen the play kind of become a little more erratic. And obviously, you know, losing your top receiver by the end of last year doesn't help. But it's been a weird coincidence. We're getting to the point where maybe it's not a coincidence anymore because we also have the Cliff Kingsbury history. But regardless, to me, it's still a weird coincidence. But I do think with his skill set, he's a guy that we and we've seen it. He can go on heaters because he has the arm talent. He has the legs. I, I think he does understand, you know, his processing is 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 very, very good. I think the issue there with with Kyler Murray is kind of the same issue you get with a guy like Russell Wilson, which is that he just does not target the middle of the field. Most likely because of his height. Right. I mean, we just say it, like most likely because of his height. I thought he did good things early in the season when they were when you know they went on that um, you know winning streak and had a very good record at the beginning of the season, targeting the intermediate middle of the field, and then it can it can just dry up with him, and I think if that's usually not there if you're if you're going on a a, a kind of streaky um, run of games where the legs aren't happening where the and, and obviously he has elite scrambling ability, but it's like it's still a, a thing that's not always going to be there every game because it's such a um, – it's like an unsustainable thing week to week, season to season almost. So that's the issue with Kyler. Where the skill set is there, the elite ability is there, but so much of his game is streaky. And again, just like – it's like I could say the exact same thing about Russell Wilson. So much of his game is streaky. 
that you're seeing these results by the end of the season. But the flip side is, well, if you're getting streaky on one side, you can get streaky on the other side. And if you get streaky later in the season and your number one receiver doesn't go down, which really kills the offense based on how they want to align their receivers and stuff, you get hot in the playoffs, you're talking about a Super Bowl, right? So to, to go all the way back, yes, you pay him $40 million. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you pay him $40 million. Real quick, hey, Seth. You, man, you've studied you studied you study a lot of a lot of teams, and of course you studied the Cardinals. You you got some great comments you make, and there's words you use tactfully when it comes to this air raid type offense. I'm not even gonna ask you about the how you know talk, I'm not even gonna ask you about Cliff and the offense. I'm not gonna do that. A prediction of what do you think our season will look like and what do you think our what do you think our record will be at the end of the year? Considering, and I know you saw our schedule, what do you think this looked like for the Arizona Cardinals? Yeah, I mean, I still, I, I still think this is a playoff team. I think the defense, like at in certain aspects of it, can't be as bad as it was last year. Sometimes that's just you just it's just impossible to be as bad in certain areas. And I, again, it's like another year, um, in the same offense. Mm-hmm. Again, do I have issues with that offense sometimes? Um, sometimes. <laughs> well, I, I'll give you a good example. It's just. And, and, and the, the, the Hopkins thing, him, his injury is the best example of, of my issues with the offense because he goes down and other teams can find a way to maneuver their offense around not having a number one receiver. Um, I'm not saying it's going to be perfect, but their issue, because they line on the same side all the time, because they don't move around, you all you're doing, you're running the same offense. You're running the same offense, but you're just putting Antoine Wesley instead of the best receiver in the league. Like that's, I'd say, I'd say that's a problem, right? This so, guy's studying. This guy's <laughs> studying, baby. So Bo, he studies, Bo, he studies. So like that to me, and then, and then again, down the stretch, what do you see? You see, well, all of a sudden, all those same targets have to go to a lesser receiver. And I would even argue that I didn't even think Antoine Wesley was a bad receiver. It's just like, he's not freaking D off. Like that's right. the best receiver in the league. So like that to me, and I think he's I think Cliff has started to figure things out like, hey, maybe we can do a little more. Maybe we can move people around. And and I certainly understand how that offense works, where they're saying, OK, well, we're going to line up in, in, in these formations and we're not going to move guys around. And, and we have enough concepts where if you're going to do this, we have enough concepts that we can go and attack your weaknesses. That I mean, that was the idea in the, from the air raid back in the day in college we're talking about a different level now. So I think that, I think that him kind of finding his way, you're going to, are we going to see more two tight ends on the field because of what they've done in the free agency in the draft? Maybe that would change the offense kind of uh, a lot. Uh, Are we going to see more play action out of it from condensed sets, getting crossing routes, all that stuff. Like, I think this is a big year for Cliff clearly. I mean, he has, they have to have a winning record or else he's not going to be there for 2023. Um, But I think it's a big year for him to see how he's adjusted now um, what is it, third or fourth year in the NFL now, um, mm-hmm. figuring out how, how his offense, his ideas can work at an NFL level. Yeah, let's see that uh, question from our from our uh, audience here. Cardinal Sin, do you believe Cliff is on the hot seat? I mean, he just signed a fat five-year contract extension, but we know how the NFL is. It's a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately uh, league. I mean, if they if they come out and they regress for the first time under K2, do you, you really believe he's on the hot seat and could be fired? You know, it's 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 a weird situation because the, it's like we talk about them like they were the worst team in the league. Right. They made the playoffs last year. 
Right. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and but but obviously you got you got run out of town in the playoff game. The down the stretch was bad. Down the stretch the year before was bad. Like I said, every year with Cliff Kingsbury, down the stretch is bad. So it, it is a fine line here, but I, I kind of think that um if they don't make the playoffs, and it's, like I said, I do believe they'll make the playoffs, but I, I, I really think if they don't make the playoffs, this might be the end. It's great insight. Seth Galena from Pro Football Focus. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at PFF underscore Seth. Seth, we look forward to more great work from yourself and uh, hopefully some updated quarterback tiers by this time next year and Kyler Murray's in the elite group. Hey, man, that's not up to me to decide. I let the <laughs> chips fall as they may. <laughs> and I, I'm just a vessel, right? I'm just a vessel. Just a vessel. You, we appreciate awesome. it, man. Thank awesome, you for bringing awesome. your vessel to the program. PHNX Cardinals, Seth Galena. Thanks. Incredible stuff. Uh, Frank, pretty surprising to hear his thoughts on Cliff Kingsbury that if, you know, if they just falter even the slightest, if they go 8-9, it's sayonara K2. Hey, man, I, look, he said some stuff that's just it's obvious stuff he said that's on the table and that's just from a receiver standpoint offensively the offense has it has to it has to evolve and he had he started out great that's what allowed us to get to eight and oh for a long period of time that's why i have this k2 tattoo on my wrist (laughs) on my freaking forearm because it was so amazing that we could go in san francisco 49ers and and beat him with a backup quarterback and a backup receiver and not have chandler jones or are starting are some of our starting players and i thought that was amazing but I, down the stretch it was bad so that to me i'm surprised to hear him say that knowing that cliff has a long-term contract that's very surprising of course that was several questions that was asked in the in the in the comment section thank you guys because you guys are on it and you brought it right to the table you know to, to an outsider he's in canada and you know to watch to, to know that he's 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 paying attention to the cardinals at that level that he he could uh he feels that what we saw in the signing of Cliff Kingsbury does not mean that that is the totality of keeping him if he doesn't grow. And I'm, I'm okay with that. Cause I think that's a, that lets you know that that's part of this part of the business, Bo. Yeah. You know, what's interesting. Cliff Kingsbury, what he signed on with the Arizona Cardinals right at the end of his thirties. So he's, he's in his early forties, still yeah. a young coach and not a finished product. And I think he's done a good job and adjusting. I think, you know, a couple of weeks into his first year, he kind of became, uh, he, he got away from the array, became more of a run heavy offense. And he's done some, had some good adjustments, and then, you know, like his time at Texas Tech, he continues to fall short at the end of the season. There's the, yeah. you know, the infamous uh, graphic out there, you know, dating back to 2013, how he finishes, you know, the rest of the year. Uh, games one through seven, 42, 20, and one, and then game, you know, the rest of the year, he's 16 and 43, just not getting it done. He's got to prove that that's not who he is, that he can continue to evolve and, and develop as a head coach. Otherwise, you know, he might be who he is. That That's what, you know, the main fear of this Cardinals fan base is, is that Cliff is exactly to steal Denny Green is who we thought he was, right? And uh, that, that would be tragic for the Arizona Cardinals because the experiment of, of, of coupling him with Kyler Murray has been pretty successful so far uh, through three seasons. Um, you know, heat, it's heating up outside, of course, COVID-19 vaccines, uh, something that if, if you're mingling with more people out there, they're free and for everyone five and older, those 12 and older are also eligible for the booster visit azhealth.gov for location near you visit azhealth.gov slash vaccine for location near you. Uh, you know, 
So he mentioned DeAndre Hopkins, you know, how the Arizona Cardinals offense suffered without D-Hop in the lineup. And, you know, the title for our show is DeAndre Hopkins, still elite wide receiver. And a lot of Cardinals fans would probably just say, get the, get the F out of here. DeAndre Hopkins is elite. He's one of the top wide receivers in the league. Our guy Seth called him the top receiver in the league. Pro football focus, giving him a lot of love lately, Frank Sanders. Uh, I saw this come up on my IG scroll lately. Top mm-hmm. 10 wide receivers per Anthony Trish. Number one, new Raiders wide receiver, Devontae Adams. Cooper Cup, who was the wide receiver triple crown winner. Put some respect on his name. How is he number two after that year? And then DeAndre Hopkins, after kind of a down year, you know, battling injuries, hamstring, knee injury, surgery, now suspension, still number three, still getting that respect, Frank. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm told, I, I like I'm disappointed in the graphic in the seven. I agree with you on that. Definitely, definitely, in my opinion, my my number one pick would be Cooper Cup. Again, and I'm going to state this with the fact that number one, he he is and have been able to produce um, across the board. Last year was absolutely ph- uh, phenomenal of a receiver display. They knew exactly what they was doing and they couldn't stop him no matter what. Um, I'm following him with Chase, Jamar Chase. I'm looking at these two guys, the two quarterbacks that they have rapport with. Uh, Jamar Chase had over 18. He, he about Jamar Chase had just a little bit shy of, uh, you know, 17, 1500 yards. You know, and I think that to me, man, is is pretty spectacular for a rookie coming into the NFL to get uh, to 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 find a button on a. Uh, I don't expect him to find a, a, a Baker Mayfield button anytime soon. <laughs> I think I think I, he's definitely on the rise. Um, but to have DeAndre Hopkins back, I think when I say number three. DeAndre Hopkins, guys, just listen to the stats of DeAndre Hopkins. He had 789 catches. That's his total right now. But he had 600, a little bit more than 600 catches, a little bit shy of 8,700 yards and 62 touchdowns when he was in Houston. And that's with Deshaun Watson. His two years here, he had about 145 catches, a little bit shy of 1,900 yards. And that, to me, just tells you exactly how great and, and 14 touchdowns. That's in two years. and That's one and a half years, Bo. How about this? I believe he's the number three receiver in the league as long as he has Kyler Murray. He's proven to be great with somebody else, but definitely number three in the league when he, as long as he has Kyler Murray. Yeah, absolutely. You bring up the Houston numbers because they're important because he, it's kind of he's earned that respect, just like yeah. the, pre, the his his predecessor with the Arizona Cardinals, Larry Fitzgerald, a guy that just earned that respect and was continuously at the top of these lists. And DeAndre Hopkins is no different, despite the knee injury coming off of surgery. And then, of course, uh, the suspension coming up, you know, the expectation is and if it happens, if it comes to fruition, if DeAndre Hopkins is absolutely that continues to be the truth, you know, this is going to be a team that isn't going to falter at the end of the year because you're going to have uh, Nuke Hopkins for 11 games and he's going to be he's going to be motivated. He feels I'm sure he's going to have a chip on his shoulder because they levied the suspension against them because it, it sounds like he didn't do anything different that we know of. Uh, and he's, he's going to be motivated to, to make some big waves when he returns from the ban. DeAndre's going to try to figure out how to get a thousand yards, period. Yeah. yeah. thousand yards, 10 touchdowns, over a thousand yards, 10 touchdowns. And he might need to do that with probably about 70 catches, which right. isn't impossible. So look for him to come out. And like I said, I agree with you to be on a tear, man, because this guy wants to prove that he's the best receiver in the league. And of course, that means if he does well, we get to the playoffs. And if he gets to the playoffs, that puts Kyler in a good position in order to, you know, again, that puts us all in a great position. So to me, I think that I like him at number three. I have no problem with him. 
here's the beautiful thing about this is that many receivers right now with the medical science that's out there and the technology right now, Bo, the guys are recovering, but they're not having that dilemma they used to have back in the days when I was there. And what was the question that guys used to, they was concerned about? Can he mentally get over the hump mm. of seeing that he can go out and play because he still his knee doesn't feel 100%? Let me tell you something. You can look at the list of the guys that have been hurt in the last 10, 12 years, and they've come back and absolutely and absolutely been effective for the teams that they've been on. Yeah, I see Cardinal Sin, and look, th- there are so many similarities between what's going on, the age, and but but DeAndre Hopkins is under contract uh, mm-hmm. a few more years than, than P two was. You know, it, it is scary just because it, it's it wasn't a, that long ago. It, it was it's uh, it was just a few seasons ago where we saw the same kind of thing happen to Patrick Peterson. He became you know he wasn't the same player when he came back after being popped for PEDs or violating the PED uh, yeah. policy for the NFL. Um, so, which is concerning, but I just see them as very different players. Two guys that that played the, at the highest level. That I don't want to take anything away from Patrick Peterson at all. Uh, it's just when he came back, he wasn't the same player. Uh, and DeAndre Hopkins also coming back from the, from that knee surgery. But you know, he's he's going to be able to be worked back into this offense. But I don't think he's going to be like, hey, just ease me in. He's like, I'm the guy. I'm the man. Yeah. And I'm coming back, and I'm gonna I'm gonna retake that role. I don't care about Hollywood Brown. I respect him. He's my teammate. I respect Rondell Moore if he takes a leap this season. Zach Ertz and Trey McBride. Who cares? I'm DeAndre Hopkins. I'm Nook. Give me the football. Let's do this thing. He had eight touchdowns on eight catches in the red zone. That's where he's gonna he makes his money in the red zone, and he's gonna be able to do it beyond that. It's exciting to think about. Uh, stop by your local dispensary, grab some amazing scratch-made THC gummies from our friends over at OG's. Different flavors like blackberries, cream, watermelon, perfect if you're in the mood for an uplifting sativa or just to chill. Frank's favorite edible? Ask him about it. What's your favorite edible? Orange creamsicle, bro. That, that's Orange, um, orange creamsicle from OG's a, brand. Absolutely. It does. It's <laughs> like the ice cream truck rolling through your neighborhood. You go out and mom gives you a five spot. You're the king of the world. You can get that orange cream sickle. No, you don't have to do that any longer because you're an adult. You don't chase down the ice cream, man. You go to OG's. You want to learn more about OG's, their amazingly delicious variety of flavors? Go to OG'sBrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z Brands.com. I see some people complimenting my shirt. Thank you very much. This is a uh, PHNX Cardinals original. You yeah. can get this phnxlocker.com. We got all the good swag there, and it's not much. This is just a simple – this is a football, a cardinal with a menacing growl on its face, and a cactus. What else? I mean, that's, that encapsulates everything. It's Cardinals football right there. You want this, go to phnxlocker.com. Also, check out the rest of the gear that we have there. Go phnx.com. Also, become a member of the family and you'll either get a free T-shirt from PHNX Locker or your first month for just 50 cents just for signing up. It's time to redefine what it means to be an Arizona sports fan. It's time to go to gophnx.com. All right, last uh, little uh, topic we're going to bring up here. We were going to get to this earlier, but it, we, we were joined by Seth Galina. Uh, so Pro Football Focus, who Seth works for, 
they put out a regrade in the 2021 draft, which was Zayvon Collins, Rondell Moore. Here it is. Initial draft grade was a B minus, but after a full season, they got a C minus, barely passing. I saw a lot of C minuses during my my school years. This is easily one of the harshest regrades in the entire draft. They said when your first and second rounders barely even see the field on a roster filled with holes, that's an issue. Zayvon Collins and Rondell Moore managed 220 and 431 snaps respectively last fall, while Marco Wilson exceeded expectations for playing uh, time perspective, but for a fourth rounder, it was out of necessity, not uh, competency, as he earned a 52.9 overall grade. So, look, harsh regrade, but I ain't panicking, Frank. I'm not panicking, but I know for a fact it's it's, 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 it's the conversation that Johnny yells at us all the time. And why isn't Zayvon <laughs> Collins playing? And oh my God, Marco Wilson, he is great. We got to re-sign Marco Wilson immediately. And he just, he's been the bell of the ball. He's definitely been a surprising fourth round pick. I agree 100% with that conversation on Marco Wilson. But I also agree exactly with the grade when it comes to Zayvon Collins and Rondell Moore. Two players that was not used and are not even figured out how to be used in the offense or on the defensive side. Six foot three, six foot four, 245 pound middle linebacker, outside linebacker. You can easily make him an edge rusher. Something has to change when you feel like you're not playing your first round draft pick. So that grade to me, man, honestly, I'm okay with it. Um, it doesn't still tell the fact that the team was 10 and two or the team had finished and got into the playoffs with the talent that they had. And those guys were not significant impacts. So just imagine what those guys will be when they become significant impacts. And that, to me, will definitely probably be flipped in about a year or so or at the end of next year. They'll say, look, they'll change the conversation, Bo, about Zayvon Collins as well as they'll change it about Rondell Moore, hopefully. Jose agrees 100%, and I agree 100%. Some great points from our guy Frank Sanders. And here's the thing. Absolutely. The grade is what it is. Like that's the performance. That's what that's what it, it yielded. You get this bad grade, C minus, because it's C minus work. It doesn't mean that you the next test you can't ace it. And as far as this draft class is concerned, when they regrade it in 2023, uh, you know, next, you know, at this time next offseason, you know, I think that a guy like Zaven Collins can completely change the perspective of this draft class. He's a guy that yesterday. We had defensive coordinator Vance Joseph say that this it's him and Isaiah Simmons. He said it's their time. They're betting on those guys. Number nine and number 25 are going to be big players for this defense next year, and it can change how people view this draft class. Also, Rondell Moore, same thing was brought up from Cliff Kingsbury, his play caller. He said, look, he, you know, Rondell Moore was not happy with his playing time last year. We know that we've got the role, you know, we've got an idea what his role is going to be. Uh, and it's going to be kind of filling in where Christian Kirk left in that slot position. He's going to be running a lot of slot routes. Now, let's keep those receipts because these are those are the two guys that are going to be the one calling the shots. If they don't see playing time, is it on Cliff Kingsbury and Vance Joseph or is it on the players? You know, I'm going I'm to a, I'm a back up, and I'm, I'm just going to say this. I think it's on the players. Mm-hmm. And I, I will say this here, though, guys. Let's, let's just be honest. <clears throat> You're a young rookie walking into, if you're Zayvon Collins, you walk into your 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 defensive room. And just listen, tell you from experience, the shock of walking into games with, and that you idolize 
And I can see why Rondell Moore, you walk into an A.J. Green, 10,000 yards in the NFL with you know, six or seven Pro Bowls, and you got DeAndre Hopkins. You know Mr. Webb himself already. <laughs> you know, you just know he just catches everything out of the sight. Right. So, and then you walk in, you got Christian Kirk. Where do you see yourself playing? You, yeah. it's, just, it's just hard to kind of rationalize and put that into perspective. Zayvon Collins walks in, Jordan Hicks, J.J. Watts, Chandler Jones, Buda Baker. And you're thinking, like, I'm from Utah. <laughs> yeah. what, what, I, although I'm a first round draft pick and right. Jordan Hicks that happens and then we threw Isaiah Simmons in there man because he had to play it wasn't because right. he was ready to play he had to play so I look at that from that perspective I'm expecting these guys to ball that out this year and I'm expecting them to step up and step up and answer the bell Jordan this could have been the best thing for a lot of those guys because now they got a chance to learn how to spend money how to be an NFL player Bo how to have, yeah. how do you handle yourself all, you know, how do you handle yourself when you're not the starter, how to deal with the media. These guys, you know, only person out of this group that really came from a top tier is your boy that won the national championship. And that's Isaiah Simmons. So mm-hmm. in reality, a lot of these guys still got to figure out how to be an NFL player and what that feels like. And so sometimes our guys digress, they, they, they digress instead of, you know, really being aggressive to the call. And that's why Jordan Hicks still won the, won the middle linebacker job over Zayvon because he wasn't, he's a veteran. Yeah, knows what to do. Super Bowl champ, all those things on the table. So I expect those guys to be absolutely fabulous this year and very impactful uh, offensively and defensively. Bo Marco got to go to those camps with sleep and dream about OBJ. OBJ owned Wilson last season. Look, yeah, look, Odell Beckham did that to a lot of a lot of people have nightmares about Odell Beckham Jr. Marco Wilson, fourth round pick out of Florida. He is a absolutely just toolbox as far as what he's got in the skill set. You know, 43 and a half vert, sub four for 40. He's yeah. got good size. He looked good yesterday. Everybody looks good in shorts, but Marco Wilson stood out yesterday when I was out, out at OTAs. I'm excited about him. And keep let's keep this in mind. They put up what his grade was for pro football focus, 52.9. Not great. You don't need a grade to tell you that he didn't finish strong. But keep in mind, Byron Murphy, his first season had a 48.3 grade. And he, he's he's developed. And and Steve Kimes, you know, as much as have you want to – What's that? I say it matters, but we, we didn't have our D line like we normally have. And I think yeah. that's the challenge. Sometimes, look, the secondary is based upon your defensive line. If you have a good def- defensive line, getting pressure to the quarterback – making your job a little bit easier. That's what. That's why you hope you get a good defensive line. And honestly, guys, I tell you what, if this defensive line put the Vance call some good, put put some good stuff together, um, I'm not concerned about our secondary. I just hope our defensive line can do their job to, to help protect those guys. Yeah. And the, uh, we've, we learned today that the Cardinals family is growing. J.J. Watt, his wife, uh, Kaylee, they, they announced that they're pregnant. They're due in uh-huh. October. J.J. Watt is going to become a father for the first time, I believe. Frank, when did you start your family in the NFL? Uh, it was my fifth year. It was fifth my fifth year. year. Both of my watch this guys. It was my fifth year, uh, and it was on my off weekend that she got pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> and then Elena, Ava, excuse me, Anaya A1, she's on one off weekend in the following year. See how, see how dedicated I was yes. to the game of football? I could only <laughs> be intimate on the off weekend. That was the only time. <laughs> I'm just playing. You're but married yeah. to the game. Absolutely. Five, five, five years later, bro, I got uh, I had my first I had my first child. 
Unbelievable. It's a, it's a special time for the for the Watts, and, and of course it was a special time back then for the Sanders. Uh, those kids are a little bit more grown now than, than Watts. His is coming in October. My, my kid turns one in a month. It's unbelievable how, t- how time flies. I'm concerned about JJ because I know how, how crazy it is, but uh, you know I think he's got the, I think he's got the family, you know friends and family set up, the infrastructure there, plus he's, he's set off set up pretty well financially as well. I think he'll be all right. I think he and the misses are all right as far as bringing in their first kid at his age. This would be so exciting for him, man. I'm excited for him. I know it will be a little distractions to him because he's, he's going to try to be all in and he's going to try to be a, you know, all, all hands on deck father. He's yeah. going to be up trying to get the milk and let mama, you go to sleep. I'll be up there. I'll feed the baby. I'll pat him. I'll put him back to sleep. You know, I'll put her back to sleep uh, from that standpoint. So he's going to be all in on the, on the process, but he's a veteran. He's a pro. Um, Another good thing, boys, that they don't have to practice the same way. They don't have to go to work every day like you, yeah. like you do. You know, you have to go to work every day. If you can stay home and only have to show up on Fridays, then that would be great. But that's not the process. So hope it will work well for him. And I agree with you. He already has a family base to make sure all, all goes well. Yeah, no doubt about it. And JJ Watt, if you know, I'm sure he doesn't do anything half-ass. He's going to be a great father. It's exciting. <laughs> He's going to be a great mother. Excited for the Watts, and uh, we're excited for everybody that joined us today on PHNX Cardinals. Thanks for joining on the chat. Uh, big shout out to Emma behind the scenes doing great work as our producer, Johnny Venerable. Hopefully he's taking some well-deserved time off, enjoying everything that Sin City has to offer. Make sure that's right. He's two handing chugging all down the Vegas strip, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> Poorly representing us at PHNX Cardinals, okay. but you represented today, Emma, Frank, and of course, all the viewers and listeners out there. Hit subscribe if you haven't done so already. Check us out on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe there, leave a five-star review and a rate or five-star rating and review. Big helps us out big time or follow us on Spotify. Thanks for checking us out. We'll be back with a fresh episode of PHNX Cardinals tomorrow on Friday. We're going to wrap up the week strong.